Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. speak today on the true origin of the prodigal son story and so I but I before that I do have a New Year's Eve Thanksgiving prayer it says you know dear God this is the New Year's prayer so far this year I'm doing pretty well I haven't gossiped I haven't lost my temper I haven't been greedy grumpy nasty selfish or overindulgent my attitude's great and I'm filled with kindness and generosity I'm very thankful for that. But in a few moments, Lord, I'm going to get out of bed, and from then on, I'll probably need a lot more help. Amen. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for this. Your, open up your, our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word today, Lord. Amen. According to the figures of the Jewish agency released on the eve of Rosh Hashanah recently, the global Jewish population grew by 100,000 over this past year to 15.7 million, 7.2 million of those living in Israel, and that's 46% of Jews living in Israel now. According to the Jewish agency, when also, this is interesting, when also including those eligible to get citizenship under Israel's law of return, which requires at least one Jewish grandparent, there are 25.5 million Jews worldwide. So you never hear that stat, and I'm glad they included that. So in other words, not just 15.7 million, but if you include Jews with one grandparent, which under the law of return, supposedly they're supposed to recognize you're Jewish. Hitler certainly did. I say if Satan did, then God certainly does. But the majority are more in Israel, and it's more and more because God said he's bringing us back to the land, right? Uh, Back to the land physically and spiritually, the physical return and then the spiritual return. It's all happening. Well, today's Shabbat Shuva, the Sabbath of return, and some many are going to fast for Yom Kippur as God leads you. Uh, Fasting is an amazing uh, opportunity to hear the Lord, to you know, and to for Him to reveal more things as the Lord leads you in fasting. What that means can be fasting something that you enjoy that you typically enjoy. It cannot just doesn't have to mean only food. It could mean something you enjoy, and could be, you know, I, I always say, you know, look at your health and don't jeopardize your health in whatever you, in how you fast. Uh, don't dehydrate yourself and, and end up in the hospital and say, but I, I thought the Lord wanted, you know, but do as the Lord leads you. I'm serious about that because really people, you know, I, I've known people that have done that. But typically for Jewish people, it is a fast. You know, we grew up doing it, but I don't always do it. I, I, I let the Lord guide me. So Haftorah portion for both Ashkenazim and Sephardi, Sephardim Jews contain contains Hosea 14. So if you turn to Hosea, the prophet Hosea, Hosea 14, verses 2 through 10. And let's just look at that. 
Hosea chapter 2. This is Nahaf Torah portion. It might be verse 1 in your translation, verse 2 in TLV and Hebrew Bible translations. Return, O Israel, to Adonai your God, for you have stumbled in your iniquity. Take words with you and return to Adonai. Say to him, take, in other words, take words. You need to verbalize it. You need to, to make it. Make it clear with your confession. Say to him, take away all iniquity and accept what is good so we may repay with offerings of our lips. It sounds like Hebrews 13, 15, the fruit of our lips, he says. Assyria will not save us. We will not ride on horses. We will never again say our God to the work of our hands. For with you, orphans, find mercy And now God is speaking. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger will turn away from him. I will be like dew for Israel. He will blossom like a lily and thrust out his roots like Lebanon. His tender shoots will spread out. His beauty will be like an olive tree, and his fragrance will be like Lebanon. Those dwelling in his shadow will return. They will grow grain and bud like a vine. His renown will be like the wine of Lebanon. And Ephraim will say, What more are idols to me? I have responded and observed him. I will be like a luxuriant cypress tree. From me, God is speaking. Let's go back and forth who's speaking. From me will be found your fruit. Your fruit's from me. And then an admonition. Who is wise? Let him discern these things. Who's intelligent? Let him know them. From the, for the ways of Adonai are straight and the just walk in them, but the wicked stumble in them. In other words, make the smart choice. Learn from this. This is the last part of Hosea. This whole um, prophet, of course, is dealing with the whole theme is returning to the Lord. Israel, you've strayed. You've been unfaithful as a wife to God. Now return. Come back. God says, I'll receive you back. I'm, I'm married to you, God says. Jeremiah, early parts of Jeremiah, the same thing. I'm married to you, God says. What are you doing being unfaithful to me, going out and being with other, other gods. And so here is, this is on Shabbat Shuvah. It's a perfect, so, but think about this. Look how this is God saying, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. So it begins with us, right? No, it begins with God. Or rather, I would say, it's already begun with God. He's the one who calls to us. Zechariah, or Zechariah 1, verses 3 and 4, listen to this. Chapter 1, 3, and 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies, Adonai Tzavot, return to me. Let's say the word shvu. Shvu. Return. Return to me. Shvu is shvu in Hebrew. Return to me pronounces Adonai, the Lord of armies. Four times the Lord of the armies. The Lord Adonai Tzavot. Let's say Adonai Tzavot. Adonai Tzavot. Let's talk to him that way. Adonai Tzavot. Adonai Tzavot. You're the Lord of the armies. There's nothing he can't do. He's the Lord of... He commands angels and armies and legions. He commands everything, right? He's the Lord of the armies. North, south, east, west. Four times it mentions Adonai Tzavot. It says, return, shvu, return to me, pronounces the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you. But who's first... Who's saying it? God's making the call. He's the one initiating And he says, so now we respond, and he responds to us. It all starts with him. We love because what? He first loved us, 1 John 4, 10, right? 
here in his love, not that we loved God, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, 1 John 4.10, 4.19. That's where it starts. Do not be like your fathers to whom the former prophets cried out, saying, Thus says Adonai Tzivaot, Return now from your evil ways and from your evil deeds. But they did not listen nor pay attention to me. So it begins with God. But we can't even turn ourselves. Did you know that? He must empower us. He must empower us. And that's why Lamentations cries, Eka, Eka, thank you, Eka. 521, bring us back to you, Adonai. Bring us back to you, Adonai, the end of Lamentations, and we will return. Renew our days as of old. Hashivenu, Adonai, Elecha. Let's say Hashivenu. Hashivenu, Hashivenu, bring us back, return us, return us to you. Hashivenu Adonai Elecha, return us to you, O Lord. And he says, Venashuva, let's say Venashuva, Venashuva, and we shall return. We, we shall return, return us back to you, and we shall turn back to you. We will return. We shall turn, literally, renew our days as the days of old. So, Shir Hashirim, uh, is, a, is, you know, I don't know, one of my favorite books in the Bible, the Song of Solomon, Shir Hashirim. It's the song of songs, the greatest song. I, I, was, I remember my first year in college, I went to a Christian liberal arts college. I remember I wrote a paper, or, and I wrote also a, a, a song that we won first prize, actually, at Messiah Conference. Those days, we did song contests, and Marlene Rosenberg sang it with me um, from Song of Solomon's, and it started with, uh, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. Kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. I wrote on piano. I don't think I could do it anymore because I don't, haven't been played in so long. I wrote a paper, I think, in, and, and I talked about, I wrote it in paralleling it to, you know, the Lord's love for us. And the Christian teacher criticized, said, no, it does nothing to do with that. It's Christ and the church or something like that. You know, and he said, has nothing to do, oh my gosh. And I said, no, it's, of course, it's really three, it's really threefold, you know, it's really three levels. It can be, it's God and Israel for, it's God and Israel, it's a love song. It's a literal love letter between, of course, people. But then it's God and Israel. And then it's, yes, it can be Messiah and the bride too, also. But it's also you and the Lord. It's you and the Lord too, right? And so you can't say it's just one or the other. It can be all of these things in the meaning of the, of the word of God, right? Because the word of God is layer upon layer. And the word of God is, a, is, is all scripture is, is applicable to us. But uh, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful. It's the song of songs. It's the greatest love song ever written, right? And he says in Song of Songs, 1 verse 4, draw me, we will run after you. Draw me, we will run after. I know what it is. I, in that song, song I, when I wrote, Kiss Me With the Kisses of Your Mouth, um, someone said, some, a group, someone said, you can't say that. That sounds too uh, descriptive. You, can't, you have to change the lyrics. You have to say, you can say, praise me with the praises of it, but don't say kiss me in a, in a, in a song, a, a spiritual song. I said, but that's what it is. The Lord kissing us. I think it's, I love it. I, that's, that's what, anyway, I said, I'm not going to change it. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. But, <laughs> draw me. But he says in Song of Solomon, draw me, draw me. God, it starts with, you draw me, and we will run after you. We were, so you have to draw us, Lord. It starts with it. Psalm 80, verses 4, 8, and 10. Three times. Psalm 85, verse 5, once. Restore me, and I will return. Restore me, and I will return. 
1 Thessalonians 1, verses 9 and 10 says, Paul writes, how you turned to God, listen, from idols. You turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Yeshua, the one delivering us from the wrath to come. So you turn to God. The power to turn from idols, the power to turn from sin is what? Turning to the Lord, right? As I turn to him, he gives me the power to turn from sin. Someone that starts telling people, you've got to give up that, you've got to stop that, you got, that's not going to help them. It is, I mean, if, if the Lord's telling you, say that, give that up, yes, well, because he's, but he's empowering you. The power is turning to the Lord as, as, as being occupied with him and fixing your gaze on him, and he'll take your, he'll give you the power and take your eyes off the other stuff, the garbage. So by turning toward him, the power of idols lose their grip. Amen. Now, Psalm 50, verse 23, a sacrifice of praise, it says, honors me, God says, and the one, to the one who orders his way, I'll show the salvation of God. But the translation really is, he who offers a confession, todah, let's say todah, todah, we say thank you in Hebrew, todah, this is the word, todah, it's a thanksgiving for his goodness, but it's also a confession, it has both meanings. He who offers confession or thanksgiving honors me, and God literally doesn't say who order, the one who orders his way. It really says, I will prepare the way. God will prepare the way. I will show him, God says, the deliverance of, the, of God. So God says to the one who offers the sacrifice of confession of his sin and thanks God for what he's done, God immediately responds by preparing. By, in, in the Hebrew, it's by literally placing the way for for your return to him completely. He sets the way for the return and he shows you, shows me his deliverance. That's what it says in Psalm 50, verse 23. Isn't that amazing? He prepares the way. I thank him. I confess my sin. I thank him for what he's done about my sin. And he prepares, he sets the way for me to return to him and shows me his salvation. It's all him. He does it. He does it. As I turn to him. That leads us to this parable of the prodigal son, the Mashal Haben Haoved, it could be called. The parable, a 2,000 year old parable that our Messiah spoke, that Yeshua spoke, Luke 15. And Jewish sources quoted, it's funny, all the time, you know, um, and, yet it's a, and yet Yeshua taught it, yet they don't, not acknowledging Yeshua as the Messiah, but they love quoting it. And the context is the first three verses, so we have to look at the context. It says, now all the tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to here, Yeshua. So those that were not the, the kind of the, the, the rejects, the, those that were not accepted by the, the rest of the society, so to speak, or, they were drawing near to hear Yeshua, those that were, were, were in... in uh, disfavor from others, the Pharisees and the Torah scholars began to complain, saying, this man welcomes sinners, and he eats with them. He welcomes them, and he's eating with them. He's actually being with them. So he told this parable to them, saying, and he tells three parables, really. He tells the one about the, the, hundred, the losing one sheep out of the hundred, and then the one coin out of how many? Right, out of 10, right. The, so the sheep out of, 
one out of 100, then the one coin out of 10, the woman that loses the coin, can't find the coin. And then he goes into verse 11, the parable, and we're just going to go to that one, right to that one, the son. A certain, verse 11, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, the father, Father, give me the share of the property that comes to me. So he divided the wealth between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered everything and traveled to a far country. Now, this was his inheritance, and he, he would not get that inheritance until the father died. So that was a, a slap in the face. This was a very insulting thing for him to do this to the father. It was a selfish request for him to, very selfish, uh, to, to ask for saying, basically, I don't care about your welfare. I want it now. I want my, what, I, what I'm going to get when you die now before your death. So realize that. This is very, this is very hurtful to the father. Give, give, what I, give it now, and he, but the father does it. He divided his wealth between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered everything, traveled to a far country, and there he squandered his inheritance on wild living. And this is where, interesting, where the word, the far country, a distant country, you know, how far is too far gone, I would like to think, you know, it's no far is too far gone, but he's far in a far, squandered, he separated his inheritance on wild, this word, wild living, whatever your translation might have, is Asotos, asotos in, in Greek. And this is where the word prodigal comes from. If you ever wondered, the prodigal son, what's prodigal? You know, use, use that word every day in your language, right? You say, oh, I'll have a prodigal with, um, with cream, please. No. Uh, and we don't really use that word, prodigal. Well, it doesn't mean lost. It doesn't mean wayward necessarily. But it really means, comes from this word, uh, and it really means not saving, not saving. Asotos. Sotos is saved. Uh, the opposite of, of a godly lifestyle. The opposite of godly living, of, a, of, a, of living that would be holy. And he, the very opposite lifestyle of one who lives for God, really. So this son goes and lives. Maybe it would be like the clubs, the casinos, the prostitutes. We know with prostitutes because the elder son says that in chapter in, in the end of the chapter, verse 30, he said, he's upset over it. He says, he, squand- he was with prostitutes. And imagine losing all your life savings in gambling and addictions, how tragic that is. And this is what happens here. He's wild living. Now, and, now when he had spent everything, a severe famine came against that country, and he began to be in need. And that's what, of course, God does when people are praying. I'm sure they're praying for him. And he comes to a place of need, comes to a place where he's lost everything. And the famine comes. God brings the famine. He went and he joins himself to one of the citizens of the country who sent him into the fields to feed feed pigs. These were kosher pigs. (laughs) So he's in the most disgusting, couldn't get any worse, couldn't get any lower, pigs. And he's, he's feeding, feeding pigs, and he was longing to fill up on the carob pods the pigs were eating, but was, no one was giving him any. Did anyone ever eat carob pods? That's a poor man's food in Israel, you know, the carob pods in Israel. I, I, they taste terrible. I can't stand the taste of them. But when he came to his senses, verse 17, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have food overflowing, but here I am dying of hunger? 
I'll get up and go to my father. Long trip back. It's going to be a long trip back. And I'll say to him, is he going to change his mind? No, he's not. Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your presence. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. I don't want to be your son anymore. I just want to work for you. I'm not asking. I'm not deserving of anything. He's really humbled himself, come, come to a place of humility. He was really broken. And he got up and he went to his own father. So he did it. He did it. He didn't just say it. He did it. But while he was still far away, maybe his father's looking, you know, always looking for him. We don't know. His father saw him and felt compassion. He ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your presence. Here goes his speech. He's ready to, he's been, he's ready to give it. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And he never gets to finish his sentence, his speech, rather. Never gets to finish. The father interrupts him. But the father said to his slaves, Quick, bring out the best robe, put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened, fattened calf and kill it. Let's celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead, and he's come back to life. He was lost and is found. And then they began to celebrate. Sin was destructive. Sin is so destructive. You know, this is losing everything. Now, I don't know if you know someone or have someone. I'm sure all of us do in our life. Or maybe it's you yourself. You've gone so far from God. Or you know someone that's gone really far from God. And I was hearing someone's testimony the other day, and they, they, they mentioned just how far they went from God, how far, partying hard, and, uh, you know, maybe it's, as someone said, they got grounded when they were, you know, at a certain point in young, maybe it's too late, you can't ground that person, you know, so young person, and, uh, you know, what if someone goes to drugs, or alcohol, or homosexuality, or lesbianism, or transgenderism? You know, or any, whatever the person goes. And what are we going to say? Are we going to just give up on them? Are we going to just say, ah, that's too far. That's too much. Whatever it is. Or, I mean, man, I just saw someone that I love that, that had, I, and they just got married, and I'm so glad for them. They were in a far place. They're back, I think, in a, a healthy place now after going through, they went through a terrible divorce years ago, and, you know, where, where their, the, their spouse was unfaithful to them, and and thank God they're back, you know. Thank God they're, they, got, they, but they had a, 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 they went through a wild, a wild party, a wild time, you know, and got, went far think, from the Lord. But thank God they came back. That was not too late. So the severe famine God sent. And, uh, and, you know, it was interesting. No one was even giving him anything where he was. God could shut, God can isolate us. And that's what he'll do. As people are praying. And, and when you're praying for someone, God can do that. God will isolate. God appointed people to be even cruel to him. Or he can appoint people to ignore us. Uh, to ignore you. Hosea 2 verses 8 and 9 are amazing verses that I think describe this. Therefore see, God says, I will hedge her in with thorns. And I will build a wall around her. So she cannot find her paths. Then she will chase after her lovers, but she will not overtake them. She will seek them, but not find. Then she will say, let me, let me go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me then than now. 
It was better then than now. I'm going to come back. He never gets to, the younger son doesn't get to finish his confession. And God, just like the father, is more eager to forgive us than we are to be forgiven. The father runs out to the returning son, embraces him before he could complete his proposal. He's not interested. Isaiah 65, verse 24 says, Before they call, I will answer. While they're yet speaking, I will hear. How about you and I with people? Do I want people to finish their paragraph if they've sinned against me? Do I want them to finish their whole confession before I forgive them? Or do I already forgive them? The father gives the robe, and imagine putting that robe, he brings out his best robe, puts it on his, that dirty, his dirty, smelly son. Isaiah 61.3 says, I cons- he consoles those who mourn in Zion and gives us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It's, a, it's beautiful in the Hebrew. It's a efer for pe'er, efer, two, same words in the, word in the Hebrew. It reverses the Hebrew letters a covering. It's a covering of beauty, covering the ashes so you don't see them anymore. The elder son, look what happens in verse 20 onward. Now the older son was out in the field and he, he, as he came near the house, he heard music and dancing and he called out to the, one of the servants and began to ask what these things could be. The servant said to him, your brother's come and your father's killed the fatted calf, fattened calf because he got him back safe and sound. And now, he doesn't maybe like that because that's part of his inheritance. But the older son was angry and he didn't want to go in. So the father came outside and pleaded with him. But he answers, so he's, maybe he's jealous. He's bitter. He answered and said, Look, these so many years I've slaved away. Oh, look, so many years, the young, older son saying, I've slaved away for you. Not once did I ignore your order. I've been perfect. Oh, yeah. Yet you've never given me a young goat, not even a young goat, so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, the one who has squandered your wealth with prostitutes, for him you killed the fattened calf. And then the father says to him, this is beautiful. Father says, son, you're always with me. And everything that, I, that is mine is yours. But it was right to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead, but he's come back to life. He was lost, but he's found. What a beautiful attitude the father has. The son saying, life isn't fair. And guess what? Life isn't fair. <laughs> life isn't fair. Jacob and Esau... Joseph and his brothers. And I think Yeshua is very likely drawing a very powerful parallel between these two stories of reconciliation, Joseph and his brothers and some things that happened there. Life is not fair. But he says, look, son, you're always with me and everything is mine is yours. Be grateful. Be grateful. All things are yours, Paul says, whether Paul or Apollos or Kepha or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. And you are Messiah's, and Messiah is God's. 1 Corinthians 3, 21 through 23. All things are yours. Isn't that amazing? All things are ours. So why are we going to be complaining? Because God decides to give grace, give wonderful things to someone else to restore them. He was dead, and he's come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So God forgives, forgives us already, but he can't restore us until we decide to 
return. Mother Teresa had a, a poem, and it's a couple different ways, but I think it's interesting. It's called, a fine, called Do It Anyway. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have, and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. Here's the, cap here's the end. Listen. In the final analysis, it's between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. I love that. It's amazing. It's amazing. People will be separated from God in eternity, not because of their sins, but because they've not availed themselves of Yeshua's sacrifice. He, said, he says, John says, he's the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you've stumbled in your iniquity, God says to Israel and to us. Take words with you, return to the Lord. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, Ephesians 1, 7. And, uh, and I want to cl close with this, this blessing, this New Year's prayer, which is really like a blessing that Fran Mora forwarded. It's by Rabbi Jacob Rudin. I think it's so beautiful. He says, You who are in the autumn years of life, God grant that the new year be for you a year of golden days, each beautiful with the bright and lovely colors of the fall. May some seed of kindness planted by you long ago and long forgotten have taken root somewhere and have flowered in some good life. Let the boughs of your tree of life be heavy with the fruit of love from dear, dear ones and of affection from friends so that this autumn year rests lightly on your shoulders and gently on your spirit with no regrets for the past, no dissatisfaction with the present, no concern for the future. May you always be wanted, always needed, because you are always loved. I thought that was a beautiful poem. And Fran, thank you for putting that out there by Rabbi Jacob Rudin. Lord, we thank you that you oft tell us to return, and because of our Messiah Yeshua's sacrifice, Lord, the way is opened. And we have a way, we have redemption, full forgiveness, that you return to us, Lord, when we, as we respond in returning to you. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for the story of the prodigal son. We thank you, Lord, for its working on our hearts, God. Help us have the, res the response of the Father to those that, that need restoration. Help us have the response of the younger son and humility of knowing that we're, we've been far from you and we don't deserve anything. But we can receive your 
forgiveness and be restored and be useful to you. Help us not have the attitude of the elder son, Lord God, and think that we're perfect and be and ever look with disdain upon those that, res- that, that get something that we don't get at the time, the right time or whatever, the wrong time. We just thank you, Lord, and praise you for your word in Yeshua's name. If you've never come to the Lord, trusted Yeshua yourself, made, made, taken an opportunity, taken advantage of his sacrifice, do it now. Say, Lord, I need you. I want to trust Yeshua as my Messiah. Come into my life. Give me that new start today. I receive you. And if you're praying that prayer to receive Yeshua, there'll be someone who will pray with you up front here. If you're here today, if you're watching online, write us and we'll contact you back. Don't, take, don't, don't uh, miss an opportunity. Beautiful people to pray with you here. If you need prayer for healing today, to believe God for, or to believe God with a loved one maybe that's gone far from God or someone that's gone far and you want to pray, agree with them, they'll, they'll, they'll agree with you in prayer for that. Let's stand. Yisa Adonai panave lecha, v'yasem lecha shalom. B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach, sar shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord bless his, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen.